Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dode Mode podcast. This episode is a little bit different because it's just me today. Starting off the new year, doing something different is always awesome. So let's dive right in. On today's episode, I thought I'd go through kind of a list of some things that make me feel alive. These are things that I think are kind of essential to the human experience and things I've identified in my own life that are important to me and that I value and kind of fill out the little cracks and corners of the human experience. And when I say human experience, I'm basically talking about life, what we're all doing here, um, whether there's a reason for us to be here or not, whatever you believe in, we're all part of the human experience. I don't have an actual definition for the human experience, but that's basically what I mean when I say that. So yeah, I'm just going to go through a few of the things that make me feel alive and kind of prove that I'm a part of this human experience. So one big thing for me is any type of skill or progression, anything that I'm building progress on, where I have a measurable way of seeing my own success. Um, so that could be any type of skill, whether it be what I do for work, getting better and better at whatever that is, or swimming laps, getting faster and faster at swimming, or going up in grades, rock climbing, doing better and better climbs, harder and harder climbs, that is, or riding a unicycle and learning tricks and learning to juggle. Those things are all, they all involve making progress and obviously consistency helps bring progress. Um, but making progress in any type of skill for me is a huge, a huge part of being alive. That makes me feel alive when I know I'm beyond where I was before. And it kind of ties me into, it kind of relates to the passage of time and shows that I'm not where I used to be. It's kind of a, a measurement of growth in a way when you make progress in an area you look back on a given time frame, six months ago, I wasn't where I am today. And that could kind of help you step outside of time and just look at the past six months and see how far you've come, right? So anything where I'm making progress, that's a big one for me. I love building new skills. I love learning new things. Um, sometimes you can meet someone or meet multiple people in that world who can help coach you and give you tips and tricks for how to get better. And that's a huge thing too. That would lead me into another thing on the list, which is connection. Connection with other people is so important to me. When you have a good heart to heart conversation with someone, it's really a beautiful thing when you can get to a point where your souls 
are kind of vibing at the same level in a way that you feel like you don't have to hide anything from them. You can put yourself out there and they understand because however it happened, you're both in that space together and you're, you're reciprocating, you're sharing, you're experiencing the same moments together. And I find this often happens after a while of talking, you'll, you'll have a conversation for a little while. And obviously it's, it comes easier with some people than other people, certain people you may never have a heart to heart conversation with or a deep connection with, which is fine. You don't have to have that with everyone. But it often comes for me after a period of time, warming up with someone, even if it's someone I know, getting to know them that day again, where they're at that day. And it may not lead to a deep connecting conversation every time, but sometimes it does. And then when it does, that's something that makes me feel alive. I love the connection with other people when you have something in common or you can bounce ideas off each other or you can pour out your heart or whatever. So that's, that's another thing. Let's see what else nature. Nature is a big one for me as well. If I'm ever feeling down or, you know, depressed or, upset about life or even bored, don't know what to do. I've always found that going outside and getting in the fresh air helps me so much just to ground myself and connect with, with the rest of the world in a way, in, in the most natural, sort of clean, unartificial way there is. So whether that be going for a bike ride, going for a walk, climbing a tree, going swimming, walking down to the beach, jumping in the water, whatever it is, those things have always helped me. And I've been told by my parents that growing up, they noticed a big difference when I was able to get out into nature. I would just brighten up and became more animated and I, I, you know, my attitude would disappear when I was out in nature, which is awesome. And I love nature. I love, I love rocks and trees and mountains and I love the ocean so much. I love water. I love air. I love sunshine. I love to soak sunshine up into my skin. You know, some people think that I do that a little bit too much and you know, the whole sunscreen debate is a whole nother thing we can get into on a different day. But for me, you know, I love nature. I love sunshine. And that makes me feel alive. What else do we have on the list here? Okay. Um, one thing that makes me feel alive is nearly dying, which might sound kind of weird. But if you've ever been in a position where you nearly died or felt like you could have died, you, you become so much more aware of the life you have and that you could have lost so quickly. So for an example, I lived in Nicaragua for a little while and me and my siblings and friends 
we would go surfing quite a bit. We sometimes surfed probably a little bit, you know, beyond our capabilities, maybe, or at least we were stretching, uh, stretching out because we were beginners, you know, we were just jumping out there, having fun. And if you've never surfed, uh, there's all different kinds of waves, but a lot of the waves that we were surfing, if you fell off your board underneath the wave, or you were um, not surfing the wave, but just trying to get back out through the waves, if a wave crashed right on top of you, it took you down underneath the water. And it could hold you down there for quite a while. Uh, so at first, when that happened to me, I struggled and struggled swimming and swimming, trying to get back up wherever up was, you can't even tell where up is sometimes it's so kind of disorientating. I think that's a word. Um, so you're just swimming, you're, you're holding your breath for dear life and just trying to get back up to that surface. And you're wasting so much energy doing that. I realized if you calm down, relax, relax all your muscles, don't move, just act like a jellyfish. That wave will throw you around wherever it wants to throw you. And no, no amount of struggling is going to get you out of that wave's grasp. So if you calm down, relax, hold your breath, accept the moment for what it is. Eventually, the wave spits you out the top. Then you grab a giant breath of air, and you probably get hit by another wave. But that's okay, because you were calm. You didn't waste all your oxygen, all your energy trying to fight it. Because even if you fight it, it's not going to do anything. Sometimes those waves would hold you underneath so long, you don't know, you don't, you never know when you're going to come back up. And it's totally up to that water. However it works, it decides when to spit you back out. And you have to accept that. And it was frightening sometimes. It was scary. But having those experiences was incredible. Just understanding how fragile life is, how powerful the water is. Sometimes we got swept out to swept out to sea a little bit, or you know, you'd get caught in a in a rip riptide, I believe it's called. Um, where where it pulls you one way or the other, or you'd get hammered by waves, or you'd be getting pushed towards rocks. That happened to me more than more than once. <laughs> more than whatever. But you know, all of those experiences, sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes someone surfs on top of you and doesn't steer around you and you get a blade to the back of your body or whatever. There's lots of injuries and you learn from those, right? And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's painful. But you, you appreciate the solid ground and the life that you have when your life is in danger like that. So... I'm sure I've had countless other experiences, near-death experiences on the road. Uh, we know everyone, everyone is a crazy driver, right? Like, you know, 
there's crazy drivers out there. I'm sure we've all been a crazy driver at some point or another. Um, I've had people drift over into the oncoming lane coming straight at me and I don't have time to do anything except honk my horn and pray that they, they see me before they hit me. You know, that's happened a couple of times and I've been spared and I'm grateful for that. And it, pretty quickly you turn off the music, you slow down to the speed limit, you keep trucking, you, you think about your life, you know, you're grateful for that. And there's nothing you can do. Not everyone gets away so easy from those things, right? Um, this reminds me of one situation, actually, where I was doing some cliff jumping, uh, jumping off rocks into water with some friends. And I, I was encouraging my friend to jump. It was probably about uh, a six foot drop. where where I was encouraging him to jump from. And he didn't know how to swim. I didn't fully realize the extent at which he didn't know how to swim. I didn't realize he could not swim at all. I think part of his, uh, part of how the way he said it, he didn't want people to think he was a loser or something or, you know, couldn't swim. He didn't want to be, be that guy so he said he couldn't you know he couldn't really swim but he could swim for a bit whatever anyways i hyped him up i i love being a hype man right i love getting on your side and pushing people to do the things that they want to do they know they want to do it but you know they need some hyping up so i got in there i was helping him out i was hyping him up and you know everyone was in on the energy And we were encouraging him to jump. And so finally, he did it. He jumped. And he sank straight down. Now, if you've ever seen someone drowning, you'll, you'll know instantly when you see that. I'm not a trained lifeguard. I'm not a professional swimmer. But I knew instantly he could not swim. I hesitated for... a split second, not knowing what to do. And then I dove off those rocks and tried to get there as fast as I could. I swam straight over to him, got my hands, at least one hand under his arm and pushed him up to the surface so he could get air. I basically did everything in my power to keep him up and get him towards something he could hold on to, some rocks nearby. And I'm not, again, I'm not a trained lifeguard. I have heard, I have done a little bit of first aid training and stuff like that and training around water and stuff. And they always tell you you need to be careful because sometimes someone can drag you down with them because they're panicking and struggling and they don't know that they're actually making it more difficult for you to help them. Uh, fortunately for both of us in this case, um, it wasn't a huge struggle for me to help him out. And 
all in all, everything was fine. He, we, we both survived. Um, and I felt, I felt such a mixed emotion about that because the feeling of saving someone's life is such an intense feeling knowing they could have died if you hadn't intervened. It's really, it's kind of an amazing feeling in a way that you were able to to give someone a second chance in a way. But unfortunately in this situation, I also felt a huge amount of guilt for pressuring him to risk his life, which I didn't fully realize was going to be the case. So anyways, it all ended up okay. And I think the rest of that day was was just us proce processing kind of all on our own. Each of us had our own processing thing to go through. And thankfully we <laughs> remained friends and all as well, but that was just kind of a crazy, crazy experience of both saving someone's life, but then realizing the life wouldn't have needed saving if I hadn't, pressured him into doing something that he couldn't actually do. So anyway, moving on from that, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Um, let's talk about risk, kind of related. Risk is something that makes me feel alive because in a way you're betting your life on something. So whether it be climbing a radio tower with no harness or nobody nearby, if you fall, that's it. Who knows what happens, right? You're paralyzed, you're dead, you break both your ankles. There's a lot of risk there. So there's a lot at stake. You're betting, you're betting an unknown against your life, basically. And so it, it makes you think, I don't know. Risk is, it brings some adrenaline. So some people find that stimulating. I love a nice, you know, a nice risky environment, but that also comes with a, a level of understanding your own capabilities and understanding the situation. So not just being a complete idiot and, given her for everything, you know, which, you know, sometimes that's the case going and trying to backflip for the first time, you know, give her your best go, but it's not always the best idea maybe to just send it all the time because you'll probably end up hurting yourself or other people or something. So risking, risking stuff in a situation where You'll grow by by pushing yourself beyond your limits, but you're not guaranteed death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, anyways, I love it. I love climbing stuff. I love scaling bridges, jumping off into rivers. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
but you can do that and still be still be smart about it i think some people definitely i guess everyone has their own limitations and standards for themselves of what they would find risky what they're not comfortable with i think everyone should get out of their comfort zone i think that's a pretty proven good thing for everyone to do get out of your comfort zone go just push the limit a little bit get out there do something you're scared of do something risky go talk to someone you know approach someone in public tell them their shoes are cool give someone a compliment go climb that thing push your push your limits bit by bit you don't have to always you don't have to do something crazy right off the bat but get outside your comfort zone so that's that's an essential part of the human experience i think what else do we have here pain and discomfort pain I talked a little bit about this on my show with Darren Jansen. I forget which episode number that was. But we were just touching on the idea that pain isn't necessarily bad. And this is something I've been studying, kind of self-studying in my own life. Is pain and discomfort, is it bad? And so far, I don't believe that it all is bad. And I think we've, we as humans, generally speaking, as society, we've attached negative feelings and emotions to pain and discomfort, where an animal or a little baby doesn't necessarily know that something, that anything is good or bad. They're just living so in the moment so so dialed into the the human experience they're so dialed into life that um that they don't they don't know if it's good or bad obviously some kind of pain will make a child cry um so i'm not totally sure what the like where that all stands but So for example, let's let's use the example of ice baths. Ice baths are very uncomfortable, almost to the point of pain painfulness. But a lot of people believe that they're they're actually healthy for you. So um that pain, learning to accept that pain and not attach it to a negative emotion. is huge being okay with having some discomfort sitting in that ice tub if you've never done this i highly recommend that you 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 try it at least or try to incorporate it into your lifestyle do some cold showers stuff like that it'll push you again what i was saying before about jumping outside of your comfort zone it'll push you outside of your comfort zone because a cold shower i will tell you right now is not comfortable it's way less comfortable than a hot shower or a warm shower right so do that get outside your comfort zone it's painful it's annoying it's again all these all these negative emotions will attach to these 
these actions where really in seven minutes or three minutes or one minute or 30 seconds, you get out of that shower and your skin, your skin is on fire. You feel, you feel alive because that air, the warm air around you is just rushing in. Your, your blood has been running around your body. You're, you've inhaled all this fresh, fresh oxygen. You, you feel alive. I guarantee if you try this, it's almost like a high, a type of high or something when you get out of that cold, cold shower or cold plunge. Uh, it's amazing. And the other thing is too, when you're in there, it's so uncomfortable, but you know, you're not stuck in there. There's, there's the shower door away from your nice warm towel, or there's just you getting out of that tub and you're all set. It's, it's not like you're stuck in the Arctic or something and you have to live in this freezing cold ice tub for the rest of your life. No, you're, you're completely safe. You're in, you're in a controlled environment or however risky you want to make it, but you're, you're totally safe. You can get out of that tub and nothing's going to happen to you. So as long as you're not, I don't know, going excessively with it, you're going to be fine. So you can accept that and realize I'm going to stay in here for two minutes. I'm going to stay in this tub for two minutes and I'm going to be completely fine. It feels painful right now. I can't feel my fingers, whatever. But in two minutes, it's all going to be back to normal again. And I'll be healthier and happier and more alive feeling than ever before. Right? So you have that, you have that security. There's nothing to lose here, right? So another thing with pain is pain often equals growth. So when you're working out and you're building muscle, you're going to get sore. It's going to, you know, it's going to hurt your muscles. And that's pain. But that pain means that your muscles are growing. That means that you're using things that you haven't used before. And they're readjusting. Your body is becoming more aligned with what you want it to be, which I think is amazing. So those are just kind of some of my thoughts on pain and discomfort. And yeah, another thing is, I guess you could imagine you're in a battle, you're in a war and who knows what happened to you. You're, you're in serious pain, right? Pain proves that you're alive. It shows you that, that you're not dead. <laughs> the fact that you can, you can feel that pain means that your body's doing what it's supposed to do. Your brain's still there. You're, you know, your, your nerves are still there. Your body is working. You're alive, dude. Live in that moment. Okay. So dude, I, oh man, I love, I love certain types of pain. Okay. I'm not self-inducing anything harmful, but certain things make you feel alive. Another thing that makes me feel alive is whenever I get to interact with someone in a way 
that leaves both people smiling or laughing even better. If you can make someone's day just 1% better, that's so awesome. Just for the collective human experience, you're raising the whole vibe by one tiny morsel. But it's such a huge honor and so fun to do. You know, when you have a little, a little interaction with someone that's just fun, uh, like you pull up to a four-way stop and both cars start moving forward, then both of you stop, then you both go, then you both stop, and then you see them laughing and waving you on and you're laughing and you're waving them on. Things that, like that just remind you that it's all... it's all a game essentially we're we're here for for the laughter for the joy for those little moments those those make it all all worth it you know i love that um what else do we have here witnessing a like a serious life kind of event um can be can be a huge thing so for example witnessing a birth or witnessing a, a death they can be they can again they can help you kind of take a step back and think about what you have at least i find for myself i grew up on a farm so life and death was an everyday thing. I saw every kind of animal you can think of living and dying, right? You have, unfortunately, you have days where it's super hot and your water feeder, your, sorry, your water dispenser for the chickens, uh, everything evaporates and runs out of water. And You try to get there as soon as you can and try to build a better system and stuff. But sometimes you have losses. Sometimes you have a raccoon gets into your, into your enclosure and kills a chicken. Sometimes multiple nights in a row. Uh, it's unfortunate and sad, but it's kind of a, a fact of life is that we all have death looming over us. And it's a reality that I don't think we're all... totally ready to accept as reality. I'm, I don't think about it too much day to day because it's not my favorite place to go, but, but it is a part of life. Right. And we all have, we've all witnessed that in one way or another. So saying goodbye to a favorite barn cat, for example, I cried many tears as a kid, uh, burying my, my favorite cat or whatever, whether it got hit on the road or got attacked by a larger animal, these things happen. Um, and it, it gives you a, it gives you a good perspective on life, I think. So I don't know, that's, that's just another little nugget for me. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to totally talk about this, but one thing that can make you feel alive is, well, along, along the same lines of death or loss, 
sadness can make you feel alive. I've, it's not always like pleasurable or enjoyable to feel sad or, or, you know, knowing you've lost something, but it brings out a very real and raw emotion where it's, it's kind of one of those core pieces of life is that that balance between life and joy and you know happiness and stuff like that and then there's the side of life that is that is sad and we lose things nothing stays the same loss happens right things change that things that we loved disappear but that that again that's almost like a type of pain in a way and that that can sort of go back to what i was talking about before about pain or discomfort making you feel alive those emotions of sadness and knowing you've lost something you love those can also make you feel alive in another type of way that's not necessarily enjoyable but i think it's still essential to have that contrast i think it's essential to the human experience and that we we get that contrast of the highs and the lows i think is is a huge thing i think it would be really boring if everything was great all the time everything was picture perfect i think we'd be very uncontent with that because we'd have nothing to compare it to we wouldn't realize that everything was beautiful and good and perfect because we would have never seen a bad thing happen or a not beautiful thing. So having that contrast, I think, I personally think that's hugely important to the human experience. Um, and then one last note is love is something that makes you feel alive, whether that be looking at your your little brother and just thinking how much you love them for who they are. That's one of the, another, another huge, deep, deep emotion. That's kind of, I think part of the core, the core of the human experience is that emotion of love and not necessarily romantic love, although it can be that too. Sometimes, you know, we all have our own stories and we all fall in love in different ways and in romantic ways, but it's not always necessarily romantic. We love family members. We love friends. Um, we love our pets sometimes, whatever, right? And those, those feelings of loving something for what it is and knowing that my little brother is my little brother, no matter who he is, or my cat is my cat, even if it scratches me. My dog is my dog, even if he's a goofy dog and he runs around really fast all the time and chews on stuff that he shouldn't or whatever, you know, you still, you, you love, you love your sibling, you love your dog, you love your cat, whatever. These I'm I'm just speaking from my own experience. Not everyone has 
siblings who they feel that way towards. Not everyone has pets, but we've all experienced a love like that before. And, and it's powerful. It's, it's amazing. It's one of the best, uh, best feelings in the world, I think. So that kind of wraps it up for this episode. It's a little shorter than usual because I don't have a guest on here. But I just thought I'd kind of share some things that make me feel alive. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to talk to you about my uh, my dinner today. So I was making some rice and I threw a clove of garlic in there just whole. Like I peeled it, but I didn't crush it up or anything. I threw that in there and, you know, seasoned it up, put some cumin and paprika and some cayenne pepper, a little bit of salt, put those in there. I, I threw some lentils in there, get a little bit of protein. And then I boiled some eggs and chopped those up. I do that garlic that made the difference. It, it added a missing, a missing level that wasn't there before when I've tried to make, you know, just plain rice. They're just throwing that little bit of garlic in there. Ooh, it took it to the next level. Oh, I had such a good dinner. Um, That was a complete random side note, but I definitely thought I should add that in for the benefit of the listeners. I really hope you guys got some value out of this, maybe got to know me a little bit better. And I would love to hear what makes you feel alive because I bet the list is different for each person. And I bet you could open my eyes up a little bit to some other things that I haven't even come across in my own journey. We all have such a unique experience in the world that it's so cool that we have language and we have the ability to trade stories and compare notes and and live a little bit in each other's shoes. So I would love to hear from you guys, whether it be a comment or just a personal message or whatever. I want to know what you think about all this stuff, or have you ever thought about this stuff? Um, other than that, I'm super stoked to get the new year started, and I hope you guys have all your New Year's resolutions. And not even that, just I hope you're you're hoping to make progress this year because this is going to be a good year. I feel like this is going to be a great year. And we're going to be making some big moves. So I'm excited for myself and I'm excited for you. And I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for everything that happened over this past year, 2023. It was an amazing year for me. I hope you had an amazing year. And 2024 is just going to get better and better, baby. So thanks again for listening. Um, again, this this episode was a little short and a little different, but let me know what you think. And until next time, peace and love, my friends. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.